Since 1998, Stamps.com has been an indispensable tool for nearly one million businesses. Stamps.com brings the services of the U.S. shipping right to your computer. Whether you're an office sending invoices, a side hustle Etsy shop, or a full-blown warehouse shipping out orders, Stamps.com will make your life easier. All you need is a computer and a standard printer. No special supplies or equipment. Within minutes, you're up and running, printing official postage for any letter, any package, anywhere you want to send. You'll get exclusive discounts on postage and shipping from USPS and UPS. Once your mail is ready, just schedule a pickup or drop-off. No traffic, no lines. Cut the confusion out of shipping. With Stamps.com's new Rate Advisor tool, you can compare shipping rates and timelines to easily find the best option. Save time and money with Stamps.com. There's no risk. And with my promo code, POD, that's P-O-D, like the band, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in POD, P-O-D. That's Stamps.com, promo code POD, Stamps.com. Never go to the post office again. This weekend at the box office, Halloween may be a few weeks away, but it's making a killing at the box office. Plus, Flick or Tree continues as Noah picks this week's scary pick. We're going over everything that happened at a theater near you on this, the 173rd episode of What's in the Box Office. Hello everyone and welcome to What's in the Box Office, your weekly look at movies and the money they make. Each week we sit down and pour over the weekend's box office returns and tell you what we think they mean for the industry at large. I'm your host Brian. And I'm your host Noah. And you know, everyone's been saying, oh, Halloween kills, Halloween kills. And that, that's fine, that's all well and good. I just, I think it's important that we be specific and precise. Is Halloween is the doctor. It's Halloween's monster I see. that kills. Very good. All right? Very good. Thank you. Uh, top five. Speaking of, in honor of Halloween, we're doing holidays to base your movie on. Top five holidays to base your movie on. And of course, how could we start this, this list uh, without number five, Labor Day? Which are you going <laughs> off of like movies that have been made based on holidays and how good they are, or like the best option for a movie? No, I'm I'm going the the best the best option, the most fertile ground. And Labor Day is la- the most fertile ground. Labor Day is the fifth. Yes, well, I mean, it his, it ranked histor- historically. It has been successfully done, and once you get by a, whom? I I mean I I use successful in I the. See. In the broad sense, in that they completed a movie based on Labor Day, which I think is a feat, and I think that shows that something is there. Uh-huh. I haven't seen the movie. I don't know what's there. Pro- probably nothing good. Probably not somewhere we want to shine a light. But there is, there are nutrients in that soil, is all. Also, there's not, like, a lot of great options. Uh, and I thought it'd be funny to put Labor Day at five. And it was. Number four, a real answer. <laughs> Don't scoff. You know it was funny. Number four is 4th of July, which has uh, two successful examples uh, right off the top of my head. Obviously, Independence Day. So you are going uh, off based on fi- like examples of films that have been... like I, I thought you meant like what the holiday is, what time of year, can you craft stories out of it. But you're going... And also, this was made into a movie, and 4th of July has tons of movies based on it, so it's got to be high on the list. I'm doing both. Okay. Uh, Labor Day exclusively, obviously, just had the movie and was a joke answer. Uh, okay. 4th of July is both, like, you can't, you can't deny that Independence Day and uh, the uh, name in the title Born on the 4th of July, not really focused on Independence Day per se, but the title carries a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. And also there is a there is there are a lot of uh, a lot of strong themes present. Uh, you know, nationalism for good or for ill, uh, fireworks, explosions, history. There's a lot going on there. Sure. Uh, number three, similarly, this one is uh, really just based on potential because I don't have a particular one in mind, but it's Valentine's Day. Uh, did not rank this based on the holiday film Valentine's Day, uh-huh. 
But it's just, it's a very charged holiday. Uh, you know, romance is one of the, one of the tent poles of cinema. Mm-hmm. And this is romance the day. So obviously there's, there's got to be something to be mined there. Can you, can you think of like a movie that has Valentine's Day sort of at its heart that isn't Valentine's Day? Just off the top of your head? It um, feels like there should be 30. I know, but I'll Google it. But it's they're just they're not they're not there. I think it's a I think it's a real missed opportunity. Uh, while you Google it, I'll reveal number two, uh, which is uh, the the sort of inspiration for all of this Halloween. Uh, the only reason Halloween ranks uh, two instead of one is just that I don't I don't think that Halloween has really captured the season in the way in in October you know we we gather around to watch scary movies uh you know we've we've made a whole uh, a whole wonderful feature of it on this podcast plus it's just fun to do but you don't gather around to watch halloween movies you know you gather around to watch scary movies i mm. uh, but still the uh is the only is the only holiday i think that really dramatically commands a genre all the rest of them kind of uh, are, are are much more broad in what uh, what they are, but this is just very like it's it's spooky season. You've said it uh, you've said it many times. It is. There's not a lot of movies that have Valentine's Day taking set around Valentine's Day, but Obvious Child apparently, Sleepless in Seattle, Valentine's Day. I hate Valentine's Day. Mm. Uh, an affair to remember, and then of course all the horror movies. Valentine, whose mask scared ah. me as a ten-year-old. My Bloody Valentine from 1981, and My Bloody Valentine 3D from 2009. Sure, a classic, uh, and I think a, a definitive piece of uh, piece of data in why Halloween ranks holler- higher than Valentine's Day. I uh, but number one, I went Christmas because that is the uh, that is the holiday. That has its genre of movies named after it. Sure, you watch Christmas movies. Uh, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of good one. Uh, another uh, another wonderful feature of this podcast has been based on uh, Christmas movies and holiday movies. Storied history on this list. But I suppose you'd like the actual top five. Sure, wouldn't you? Uh, so I'll give it to you for the uh, top five for this weekend. Number one was Halloween Kills. It opened this week with $50.3 million. No Time to Die came in at number two with $24.2 million. It's a 56% drop. That is up to $99.5 million. Venom Let There Be Carnage came in at number three with $16.5. It's a 48% drop. That's up to $168 million. The Addams Family 2 was our number four movie with $7.1 million. It was only a 28.9% drop. That's up to $42.2 million. And the last duel opened at number five with four point eight million. When you see Halloween Kills at fifty, what do you think? I, yeah, good, bad. I not bad, right? I, it, like I, as 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 I recall, that is a uh, that is a downgrade from the first one. I, but. Like I, 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 I feel kind of similar to uh, I think how I did about No Time to Die. Hmm. Like not not necessarily its peak, but like not far from uh, far from something to be concerned about. Yeah, I think going into this weekend, um, the projection was in the thirties. Oh, so it's quite good, in fact. That's the projection in the pandemic. Two weekends after two blockbusters opened, sure. you know that kind of thing. That. Can't really compare this to the Halloween from three years ago, which was a huge legacy push um, and opened with an unthinkable, still to this day, $76 million at the box office, um, which might have been, at the time, the biggest July or October opening. Um, And... uh, and so this one, this obviously was going to be a downgrade. The novelty of Jamie Lee Curtis being back is out. Uh, this is the second of a planned trilogy. Number of factors. And so $30 million was kind of like a face-saving. The movie cost $10 million to make. 
fine. That'll be good. That'll get us to the third one, and then we can be done. Um, kind of a thing. Uh, it's debuting day and date on Peacock, which surprised a lot of people. That announcement was made a few weeks ago, uh, to surprise um, of many. But this is a very, very good opening. $50 million is remarkable. It's the biggest opening for a horror movie of the pandemic. It beat A Quiet Place Part 2. It is the biggest opening weekend for a film also debuting on a streaming service for free. Interesting. Yeah. This has topped all of the HBO Max movies so far. Yep, it topped Godzilla vs. Kong, topped In the Heights, topped Conjuring, topped... Space Jam, Topped Reminiscence, Topped Cry Macho, Topped, what was the one they just had? The Many Saints of Newark. Alright, so not a ton of like heavy hitters on that Top list. the Boss Baby, uh, that's a, one of the Peacock ones. Yeah. Um, and Black Widow you had to pay for. Yeah. So, uh, it didn't matter, and it makes sense. Horror is a genre that attracts young people. That attracts crowds to theaters. It's it's it, it makes sense that they would come out for this, but this is a very surprising and exciting uh, number. There's still life in this franchise. This would have been where I would have thought it would open to during normal times. Okay. Because if the first one opened to fifty, we all would have been like, "Holy shit!" The Halloween Legacy sequel worked. Yeah. That's incredible. Fifty million dollars. That's more than double. With the next highest grossing opening weekend for Halloween, which was Rob Zombie's first one in 2007. Yeah. Jesus Christ. But that blew the doors off the place with 76. This is where the first one would have opened, which is always a good place you want to be. Right. This is something we've talked about a lot in the past. Yes. I, we talk about it with s- second weekends. I yeah. often say is like, if this is opened, I probably said that during Halloween for about three weekends. So it's probably yeah. like, if they'd opened to this, we would have been great. Um, and I do that for sequels too. So... Uh, all things considered, pandemic, crowded marketplace, um, peacock, the novelty wearing off. People were in the mood for it, and uh, this is a very good opening. Uh, let me see if there was a Cinescore. I didn't check. I keep saying Cinescore. It's Cinemascore, but Cinescore just sounds better to me, or it's just easier it to flows, say. It flows a little bit, sure. It doesn't have that extra syllable in there. Halloween well, Kills got a B+. Plus. The, uh, the 2018 version got a B+. B, no, B minus. The 2018 version got a B plus. So. Okay. Dramatic. Take yeah. that what you will. Yeah, but those scores don't mean anything. Um. So I think we're definitely getting over. We're definitely getting over 100 unless it craters next weekend with Dune. Uh, but Warner Brothers hasn't figured out their day and date yet, so we'll see. Uh, but we've had three movies in a row now that have debuted to over 50 million dollars. Yeah. Box office is doing pretty good. It is. This is a kind kind of an interesting a, an interesting result of the October that we were looking forward to mm-hmm. with all of all of these movies. Are they going to cannibalize each other? What's going to happen? Right. So far, they've all done pretty well. Maybe not. You know, maybe No Time to Die was not uh, not at the highs that it could have been, but it was far from like a disastrous opening for that movie. Right. Uh, this this one did well. Ven- Venom obviously. I mean, uh, what's helping Halloween Kills is that it's just a, it, it's in a different playing field as the first two, which are blockbuster sequels, PG thirteen, a four quadrant. Sure. This I'm stands just, out something different. We go back to the four quadrant, uh, PG thirteen next weekend. So yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm saying just th- three weeks in, and so far we're doing good. Like yeah. everyone's on base. Yeah. No one no one has stumbled yet. Not uh, that, as of yet. That could that could be. Either a good or bad sign for Dune. Dune is a giant question mark even before the pandemic. Yeah. It's, you know, Chalamet is not a box office draw. No one in the cast is. Uh, Denis isn't. Uh, His Blade Runner movie flopped. Um, It's a source material that isn't, like, incredibly beloved by the general public. Uh, It's long. It seems very dreary. It doesn't seem like a lot of fun, which we've talked about as far as blockbusters, is that people want to see fun movies, so make your movie seem fun. Um, and uh, we'll see what happens. I don't know if people are going to be up for it. Uh, I've heard mixed things from critics saying, like, oh, people are going to eat this up, too. People are not going to get this movie, and it's not going to... The word of mouth is going to be terrible. So 
it's a big question mark. Uh, but that's next week. Halloween Kills uh, crushed it, and uh, Halloween Ends, if they keep billing it as like the conclusion to the Laurie Strode saga, uh, could get that finale bump from this. Yeah. Um, hopefully that's the case. Also opening this weekend, uh. Dune, not Dune. The last <laughs> duel is where I got confused. Over sure. to four point eight million. I say this every week. That, sure, that makes sense. This that time happened it happened to Matt Damon. It happened to Ben Affleck. This time it makes sense because yes, it's an aimed at older moviegoers. They don't. They're not going to the movies right now. Yes, it's two and a half hours, but it had the reviews. It might get Oscar buzz. It really, to me, is the subject matter. It's who, who wants to see this movie right now? Right. <laughs> About, do we believe this woman or not? Like, I, you know, which I don't think the movie, that's entirely the movie's message, but um, I don't think that's appealing to people who want, who were in very grim times and they don't want to go for that kind of yeah, escape. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a tough sell. We are we are definitely, the, the box office is doing well this month, but we're definitely still in a time where a movie has to feel essential. Mm-hmm. To draw crowds, and the last duel might seem good, but to most people, does it seem like an essential watch right now? No, no, of course not. No. In its second weekend, No Time to Die dropped fifty six percent, twenty four million this weekend, a total of ninety nine. Yeah, uh, that's that's more of a drop than Spectre and someone another one. Doesn't matter. Um, Movie hasn't gotten to a hundred million, but it will get to probably close to one fifty, maybe one sixty. The original uh, Casino Royale, his Daniel Craig's first film as Bond in two thousand six, ended up making one sixty. So this could get close to that. Worldwide, which is where this is going to make its money uh, in the face of Dune and Venom, is currently at four hundred forty seven million global. So we'll see if that continues to hold well. In our spotlights, I want you to travel all the way down on your chart to number seven on okay. the list, which is an, an Indian uh, lang- Punjabi language film, Hansla Rock. Is that how you would say that? Rake? Uh, I would guess Rock okay. uh, from a complete place of ignorance, but that, translation, would, that would be my reading. Translation is Cheer Up. It's a romantic comedy. It is. Uh, it, it opened to seven hundred six thousand this weekend. A hundred theaters. That's a seven thousand theater average. Now you might look at that and go, "Wow, that's surprising." It's not. These Indian language films uh, can make a killing at the during normal times. Yeah. A few few of these will open a year and have and be on the lower half of the top ten and have a giant per theater average. The communities that like this movie, these these movies, they go to the theaters to see them and they make money here. They don't make. 30 million or you know 40 million or whatever they but they make people show up to the few theaters they are in and right. boost that average up yeah. so that's another example of that um it's funny because there's a thing about uh indian films being like really long right they're like okay. these epics especially um you know films that bollywood films that have dance numbers and stuff they, they're epics they're huge they're long this is a the film revolves around a divorced dad who raises his son single-handed he faces problems when he starts dating the situation gives a rise to rom- romance and comedy it's two hours and 25 minutes long good god which is which is funny um but it's out there and if you i don't know how it's supposed to be uh oh, it looks like it's getting decent reviews but yeah, I wanted to, to give a note because um, movies of its ill can make money and sure. they should be part of the story. And that's all I got. We're just waiting on Dune. Oh, I do want to say Noah Damas. We didn't mention this last week, but on December 19, 2019, you gave an early reaction to No Time to Die and said it would open to $40 million. It opened to 56. Okay. So I think I got to go red on this. Yeah, that's a, that's a miss, but a, a miss that I can live with. So the actual was 56 million. And so this is going to be red. And um, you also, whoops, uh, gave an early reaction to Halloween. I was going to say, I I had thought I did. And you did on, um, there we go. On June 27th, 2020, I get, it wouldn't be June 27th, 2019. 
Maybe. I don't know. I don't... <clears throat> because then, why wouldn't it have come out that October in 2019? That's a good question. You know so, what I mean? Yeah, probably 20 then. So then they were just anticipating we'd be back in theaters. Or maybe they used that date to um, to announce, like, it's coming out in 2021. Yeah. Which actually might have been... The uh, it was originally set for release. It was originally set for release on October 16, twenty twenty, but in July was delayed. So yeah. Anyway, you said it would open to sixty million dollars. Okay. So I'm gonna give you a green on this. I accept. I think the COVID thing. Um, I'm gonna give you a, a little bit of leeway on this. All right. And say. Uh, We'll give you that one. I was gonna say if there was like a tier between right and wrong, I maybe maybe I should come up with a color that's not green or red. Yeah, just like okay, not right, but like I get it. It's a little bit of the in between. Next week, yeah. Dune. You said would open. This was on July twenty sixth oh, again, two thousand twenty. Who knows? You said Dune would open to forty. Okay, so, I hope not. Maybe let's see. <laughs> so certainly within the realm of outcomes. And I'm done. All right. Well, then it's time to play everybody's favorite game. Did it make more or less than open water? We all know how to play. I have a movie. Tell me whether it made more or less than open water at the box office. For a bonus point, you tell me what year the movie came out. Are you ready to play? Yes. Thank you. Uh, your first film is Evil Dead. The remake? Yes. More. No, the there. Correct. More. Yes. Yeah, I know that was a. I think that opened like twenty five. That was a solid hit. It was. Yeah, it uh, it made quite a bit more. Two thousand thirteen at the box office, and that is also Woo-hoo-hoo! right on the money. A uh, quick banked two points. And did it make more or less than open water? All right. What what is what is that? I don't from? know. Oh god. That's that All song. Right. Yeah, I know. It's from like a commercial, but. It's also maybe just a song. Kill Bill. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's not what I what I know it. For. I know it from like a shopping website. I don't know. Uh, your second film, possibly a little tougher than Evil Dead, Dracula Untold. More. Yes. Not tougher. <laughs> Two thousand and fourteen. Also yes. Oh boy! This is exciting. Oh man, you're crushing. Did it make more or less than open water? It's been a while since I've had this much confidence doing this. Dra- Dracula Untold. Uh, Sixty. I, I no longer have the Plus, uh, have seven. the page up here. Yeah. A, a, to, to me, shockingly successful movie. Yeah, it was. Um, and then people thought when that like this was going to lead to them yeah. having that success uh, for these characters, and then. When they announced the Dark Universe, people were like, oh, is is uh, Luke Evans going to play Dracula? Yeah. And they were like, no. No one will ever play Dracula. <laughs> it made never. 217 worldwide. It cost 70. Yeah. Which was the problem. But it so made 50, 56 here in North America, which is just okay. All right. We're, uh, we're, we're gearing up for the next round. Uh, the final, your final film is The Mist. Less. Mist. Made less. Hmm, stuck between two numbers. All right. And I, two. like an announcer in baseball, I'm not commenting on the situation. 2008. No. Seven? Yeah, it was seven. Those are the two numbers. Seven. Those are the two numbers. Can't can't call out a no-hitter. Uh, Though sometimes, uh, those were sometimes the two anyway. fucking it was, numbers. It was close, though. It was a close guess, and a, yeah. uh, a those very, are good movies. A very strong, good uh, a five point performance. I uh, then come and gone from a theater near you. Uh, yes, ready to go back yes. in time. Speaking of two thousand seven, uh, mm. we are doing two thousand seven. Thirty thirty days of night. Jesus Christ! Is that true? Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, and I'll tell you why I picked this one. <laughs> I because I. I you 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 may or may not have noticed the uh, the small thematic relevance to uh, the first game was uh, horror movies. Oh, I thought we were just going with vampires with Dracula and Thirty Days of Night. No, just uh, like Evil Dead, but Dracula, yes, evil, missed yes, all, sure. uh, all horror. That's a nice little theme. And uh, when I was when I was looking for the third movie to pick in two thousand seven, yeah, I uh, I stumbled on 
We Own the Night. I hated that movie when I saw it. And I think I remember, now that you say that, I think I remember you hating that. I, I don't know why I hated it, but I hated it. I, and I was like, oh, perfect. Because I had confused it in my mind with right. 30 Days of Night. Then right. I looked it up. I'm like, oh, it's Joaquin Phoenix as a gangster. That's yeah. not it. Uh, and then it just so happened, 30 Days of Night. People like came 30 out Days this of weekend. Night. Have you ever seen it? No, I haven't. I saw, but it seems cool. I saw it once. We should watch it. I, I know the ending, and I don't really know what else happens, but I did see it. And okay. I. But people, that's like a little cult movie that not a lot of people talk about. Yeah. Um, that, op- that opened number one? Yeah, it did. 18. 15.9. Yeah, I don't think, I didn't think it was that big. Yeah. Yeah. But still, number one. Yeah. Uh, some other things uh, that came out this weekend. Uh, really just one, it looks like. Uh, yeah, I'm not going down that far. Uh, just one. We got the limited release of Gone Baby Gone. Ah, I see. That open. Well, I guess revitalized um, Ben that. Affleck's career. Yeah, was that his directorial debut? It sure was. Yeah, pretty good movie. I haven't seen that in. I haven't seen that God, in years. Ten yeah, years. I that yeah, so at the time, pretty good movie. Yeah, uh, I expect it to still be good. Sure. I uh, yeah, that opened in seventeen hundred theaters and made two point two million dollars. All right. Uh, that is uh, that is it for that. Flicker treat time. Noah, I a few weeks ago picked Malignant to be our film that we would watch, and that means that the next time we did this, the guest or the other person have to pick the movie. So you got to pick, and you picked released April first, two thousand eleven, James Wan's Insidious. Yes, written by Lee Iwanel. Uh, I tried to. I tried to find a movie that, you know, we talked about this uh, before watching that. I tried to find a movie that would sort of match the vibes of Malignant. Uh, and couldn't. Yeah. Because it's a, it's a pretty distinct movie. Sure. Uh, which is to its credit. Uh, you know, it didn't, it didn't really work for me. But in, in doing that exercise did kind of make me appreciate Malignant a little more. And just like, there's... Not a lot out there that are doing just what that movie did. Uh, so instead, I, I figured we'd go back to uh, to the start kind of, of James Wan's run. Sure. That would lead him to a place to be allowed to make such a distinct and weird movie. Well, apparently he made this because after Saw, people wouldn't work with him. Because he, it was so violent, so he made this movie to say, "I can make non-violent movies sure. as well. I can, I can do spooky." Yeah, I, uh, and uh, yeah, I'd never seen this before. I don't believe you had either. I had never seen this. No, 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 no. I had never seen this. I knew nearly everything that happens in it. Okay. Well, I don't know if that's true. I knew some stuff that happens in it, um, but I, uh, I had never seen it. Uh, the supernatural shit. Creeps me out. It's my least favorite type it does. of horror. Especially when James Wan does it, he makes it feel very tangible. But um, what did you think? I thought it was pretty good. I I think, you know, we we talked a little bit as it was happening, uh, that like perhaps the end is gonna be a little rough. Yeah. And in some ways it was, and in some ways it wasn't. I uh, like I don't know. I mean I, I feel I feel like we waffle back and forth on how much to Spoil these movies when we talk about them. Yeah, I mean, I like, I kind of, I kind of want to just do it. Malignant, we're not spoiling because it just came out. This right. is fucking ten years yeah. old. Let's do it. I so it's got it's got this great run of like there's ghosts and shit yeah. or whatever. There's Some monsters, kind of something, and demons, yeah, or ghosts. An entity. Yeah, and they're uh, they're troubling Roseburn. <laughs> uh, and that section of the movie is just like really good throughout. That really upset me. Uh, that Roseburn was troubled. Yeah, yeah, that was, was the scariest part of the movie. For me. Yeah. Like, what, I had to sit here. I couldn't do anything to help her. What has this woman done? You know, who else couldn't do anything to help her? Her fucking husband. Well, he had a lot of papers great to papers yeah. for a week He's until busy. 11. He's busy. Uh, and then it gets to the big reveal, uh, which, if you, if you don't like a big reveal, just, like, skip ahead 20 minutes, I guess, and go watch Insidious. Uh, yeah, just go watch Insidious. So the sun is trapped on the astral plane. Let me put it this way. Go watch Insidious, and if you don't want to watch Insidious, then just listen to this, because then you're just not going to watch Insidious. There you go. I mean, it's in the title if of Insidious, the episode. You should have come If prepared. Insidious is a movie you're like, oh, yeah, I'd watch that, then by all means, stop yeah. and, want, and do that. Yeah. Yeah. I. 
So then you start to realize that, oh man, uh, Pat Wilson here is going to have to go to the astral plane and just, like, duke it out Mm -hmm. to get his son back. Yeah. And I thought it would look a lot sillier than it did. Yeah, Uh, I I thought it got silly. I thought... I really didn't like Leather Coat Guy. I thought he was the weakest looking one. Disagree. Really? Yeah. Who do you think was the weakest looking ghost? The main one. The red one? Yeah. Why? I, I, I thought it... That face behind Patrick Wilson? That doesn't creep you out? Those eyes? That red Oh, like, in the, like the scary... like. Yeah. Yeah, well, that, that worked fine. I... I thought he was it was like a really creepy idea. I thought they did a really great job of sort of uh, paint like painting pictures metaphorically and literally to get this uh, to make us think yes this motherfucker is like a big deal. This is scary. He's got a red face. He's pointy. He's hooved. Mm-hmm. Uh, just on board with not liking this guy. And then we meet him. Yeah, and he's just. He's just like a dude in an office, like sharpening his claws on, sure. a, on like a, a grinding wheel. Yeah, and it, he did not. He did not look scary to me well, at that's... all. He did not live up to sure. the medium staring at the ceiling, going, "He's got a blood red face, and everything is black, and he's got hoods." But that, but that, that's 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 what I mean by it fell apart to me. The astral yeah. plane part fell apart when we meet the leather guy, who I never found creepy at okay. all. And then Patrick Wilson defeats him by pushing him away and saying, no! Yes, with his powers. And then he goes into that room, which I thought looked great. Like that, like the red room with the chandelier looked huge. Yeah. It looked good. But then that shit, I thought was boring. But everything, the astral plane stuff really worked for me when he's in the house with the family. Because for some reason, it really affected me how tangible these ghosts looked in that moment. Yeah. Like 3D. Like you could, they were in the space as opposed to in these kind of like horror movies, paranormal activity kind of shit. They're not there. Or they're like, you know, half of them is gone and yeah. they're, they're floating and shit. These seemed like they were occupying the room. And that was, it was like, a, like I said in the movie, it was like a, a museum, right? It was like all. It was like it was, it was. You could walk around and engage yeah, they, with them. They I thought like people. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. When he's walking around with the family and the gun and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Uh, you know. It was very uh, the upside down from Stranger Things, yes. though many years before. The so that's, further. Yes. Not. Not a great name, I no. think. I. Uh, but yeah, that that really worked to its credit. I, I was picturing like. They're going to put up, like, a bunch of purple sheets, and, like, Patrick Wilson's just going to be, like, running on a treadmill, like, Dalton, where is my son? Uh, That's because he didn't listen to anyone's advice. Yes. I. Uh, but, yeah, prior to that, the bulk of the scariness, you know, these, these movies always kind of tend to fall apart when there has to be an answer. At some point, things have so, to Something exist, to defeat, to yes. Yeah. Something has to be defeated. And that's, that's always tough. But the bulk of it, when it's just being scary, I, I thought was really well done. Yeah, there's great stuff in here. The, I think what's so interesting and overlooked occasionally with these type of movies um, in general is when you think of a ghost voice, what are you picturing? I, Someone says, oh, there was this movie, there was this creepy voice in it. Yes. What, what do you think? Something kind of like low and raspy, like, I am. Really, I always think of like a like a Victorian girl. Okay, like like the girls jump roping. I for am f- your daughter. Right, but like the girls jump roping for. Okay. Kruger. One, two, Freddy's coming okay. for you. I think there's something so much scarier about an angry male voice. So like on the baby monitor when he says like I'm gonna take it, fuck him up. Like I, that's like a, like a. A very stern, angry male voice is like frightening. Whereas most of these time, these ghosts are always like, "Oh, you know." Yeah. This is like mean, and that's the, what's creepy. The the, spe- the specific thing that I really liked about that scene, which happened, that's like the first scare, yeah. the f- the first sign to Roseburn at least that something's wrong in this house. Yeah. <clears throat> is that like you you clearly heard what it was saying? A lot of times you're getting a lot of mumbling there. And just like a, a couple, a couple of snippets, but this was just a dude being like, I, "I, you cannot stop me. I want it. I want it. You cannot stop me." Yeah. 
and I thought that was I thought that was really cool. It's it's like creepy. right right off the bat, like we're just we're just talking. You can't you can't really explain this away. It's just like oh that was. That was a strange yeah. moment, but I guess I'll go back to painting this room. Which is why I enjoyed when she said, like, I know it's haunted. Yeah, yeah, very early on, just like, Pat Wilson, like, what are you saying? The house is haunted? Yeah, sure, yeah. that's absolutely what I'm Yeah, because yeah, usually in these movies, when they say that, the person's like, no, that's ridiculous. I yeah, must like, be of, crazy. Of course I'm not saying that, honey, but something is right. wrong. Right, instead she's like, that's exactly what I mean. Yeah, motherfucker. Another example of the tangibleness is when she's looking for that little boy, and uh-huh. he pops out of the top of the thing. Yeah. Like, we know something's going to happen, but the fact that he's so present in that moment, it almost seems like he's, because she's on the ground, it almost seems like he's about to overpower her. It seems bigger than her, even though he's a little boy. It's ve- it's a lot of space they occupy. It's really interesting. And the biggest, the coolest thing, I think, in this entire movie is Lynn Shane describing that thing and Lee Iwanel sketching it. And yes. she's just looking in a corner, and she like, can't take her eyes off it, and she just has to stare at this thing that must just know she's looking at it and just staring right back at her and she can't take her eyes off. I mean, that is just some... I have goosebumps just saying that. That yeah. is some creepy shit. And I think, I think I agree, and I think the creepiness of that scene is kind of why when we finally get to look at this guy, not, not just like a quick glimpse, but fully just like yeah. look at him being in a room, mm-hmm. I can't help but think, like, this is what she was looking at? Yeah, like, I guess. This is a guy, like, I, I know, like, if I saw that in my room in real life, I'd, I would not be underwhelmed, but in in this moment, I'm kind of like, it's just that guy? I thought he'd be bigger. I just mean, like, in that scene is, it's just because you can't really hear what she's saying. Yeah. She's mumbling so much. I thought, I thought that was great. The movie loses its way. I think I gave it two and a half stars. I might bump it up to three. I don't know, but I think it's two and a half. Yeah, I think it loses its way pretty hard. Uh, I like the ending, um, the 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 second twist that she came in with him. I thought that that second act reveal is fine, but I thought the pictures are great, of like the ghost behind the behind baby Patrick Wilson. Oh sure, yeah. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, the woman keeps was, getting closer. Yeah, I thought that was creepy and cool, and by the third photo, stop taking photos um, of the kid. And uh, and I liked that a whole lot. You know, the, the two comic relief, paranormal guys, whatever. Um, but the, the that song they play is creepy and fun. The music's great. It's beautiful. James Wan can just shoot the shit out of a movie. He knows how to move that camera effectively. And it doesn't look like it's a one and a half. I really think that by the end of it, um, it looks... it You know, it, it, it looks... Like a five million dollar film, at least. I really yeah. think that you have two notable stars, and arguably Rose Byrne wasn't. This was a year before Bridesmaids. Uh, Patrick Wilson was in Watchmen, which was the year before. But you know, I, they're 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 two names, yeah, basically. Um, and it's it's a good time. I just think that as a movie, it really does flatline by the end. And and even though I like a lot of the astral plane shit, I just think that. The buildup is so much scarier than when we actually get there that it seems like two desperate ideas, where you're like, I really like how tangible these ghosts are and him walking around in this world, but like, I don't like it as a follow up to the first half of this movie. Right. Yeah. It's, it does. It does kind of seem like a whole, a whole different thing we're yeah. doing now. Now we have to go bust ghosts. Yeah. But if you want some spooky times, uh, it's worth the uh, the time to put in it. Yeah. Know? Also, the four dollars it costs to rent it. Yeah. Remember the time in our life when just like renting a movie for money seemed like we'd you and me, it. yeah, just we were fools. Never, never. We were also poor, but yeah, fine. But like four dollars? No, truly, we we would scour the internet and go, "This has to be available somewhere." Yeah, are you crazy? How can you expect me to go to Redbox and pay a dollar twenty nine? Like find, we were just, yeah, we'd, we'd find like at best pretty good. Uh, like suspect streams that yeah. that maybe like we wouldn't tell the FBI about in an interview, but I would never lie to the FBI, and <laughs> okay. that's on record. <laughs> it is we are we are in fact recording, so you're right. I, uh, but yeah, and just like, and now it's just like yeah, it's it's four dollars. Like I I still do like I was thinking like all right, am I doing Insidious or am I doing The Conjuring? And like I want to do Insidious. Because it, you but know, it's saying it's a it's yeah. a slight it's a slightly more interesting pick than The Conjuring, which is just James Wan's big movie, 
and I've still never seen. Uh, well, but yeah, that. The Conjuring's on Netflix or HBO Max. I'll it's do on, The Conjuring and, with uh, you. I think that... Insidious is not, so I guess I have to pick The Conjuring. The Conjuring came out in 2013. And on the poster it said, From the director of Saw and Insidious. Okay. And I maintain that without the... Because again, Insidious opened to 13 and legged it out to 50, which does not happen for horror films. Right. It allowed the sequel, which came out... Granted, the sequels helped this timeline... Conjuring June 2013, Insidious Chapter 2, which explodes with $40 million opening weekend, September 2013. So the goodwill for the first one, and also just how big of a hit The Conjuring was, Uh certainly helped Insidious Chapter 2. But there there is no Conjuring universe. If Insidious does not open to 13 and leg it out like a champ to $53 million, without that word of mouth, The Conjuring three years later, I don't think is as big of a hit as it was. So let's rank them. Let's. Um, scariest. I think this is the top of the list. Yeah. I, I think Do you have the rankings, or we just yes, remember? Yes. No, I've, uh, I have. I have compiled the rankings from memory uh, this week. Okay. Uh, so scariest. I think this is definitely the top, right? Yes. I, I think without uh, without question. So if you're looking for a horror movie to watch, the scariest we've seen so far, from scariest to least scary, are. Uh, scariest to least scary, Insidious on top, uh, followed by The Strangers, Malignant, Audition, and Misery. All right, and where does this rank in best of for you, the best of these films? Uh, so I think this is a, for me, this is a pretty clear middle. Oh, uh, interesting. This, uh, like, I, don't, I don't think this movie approaches Misery or Audition. Can you run down the, and I'll tell you where I slotted it. Yeah, we've got uh, Misery, Audition, Malignant, and The Strangers. I think Malignant's better than this. I think... Mm. I give Malignant right. three and a half stars. I yeah, think Malignant's better than I know. This. I, 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 I could... I think Malignant's more fun. I think that when this movie dips, Malignant peaks just at the right time for this for that movie to end. Yeah. And I think it, that one's going to get better on repeats, whereas this one's going to get... You know that climax is coming. You're going to go, all right, well, we're done with the haunting stuff. I guess we got to watch this. Yeah. And I... I get it. And I'll, I'll, pro- I'll probably... I, I will say that, like, I'll be fine with that in the rankings. My, my case would be that... Like, the first two-thirds of a horror movie, I think, are more important than the end. Mm-hmm. So, like, while this one does build to a rough ending, and Malignant's ending is, like, fun, and where it finally starts to, I think, like, really find its footing. Like, I, I would rather have the body of this to watch than the body of Malignant. I, and I also just, like, I don't know, I don't... I did not find Malignant fun in that way. Okay. I, I thought it was just kind of a, just kind of a drag until the the ending with the jail. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do think that Malignant is a kind of more distinct vision from a person. So that is that is why I say fine. I I accept All even right. though I ultimately disagree. So our list from best from worst to best, Noah. Uh, worst to best is The Strangers, Insidious, Malignant, Audition, and Misery. Wow. Okay. Uh, and just in terms of goodness to watch, uh, everything above The Strangers, I think we would recommend. Yes, I agree. We have one more of these. Yes. And that's it. It's, uh, it's, been a, it's been a good run. It's been a good run. We'll conclude next week. But we are doing something now. Wow. Is our final feature. That, and it is exciting. I know. We're doing something now. Uh, that is the first time we have done this in a very long time. And I, of course, am uh, referring to early reactions. Uh, this is not the first footage you've seen of this film, but it is the main trailer for one of my and maybe your most anticipated movies of next year. Add DC thingamajig that they did. They dropped the full it's, trailer. It's called Tadum. No. <laughs> they re- released the full trailer for The Bat. Man. Love it. So, we're going to watch that. Noah hasn't seen this new trailer. I have. 
We're going to stop the recording, watch it, and give our instant reaction. We'll know as at least. And, no, we'll predict it's opening weekend, so we're going to have to cut the feed, but you've seen this before. I mean, this will be seen less. Released March 4th, 2022. Matt Reeves is the Batman. Noah, what did you think? I thought that was cool. And let me elaborate, uh, because that's a bad take. I We've collectively been talking for years about how trailers give away too much stuff now mm -hmm. and this one i don't think did no i uh, so either which on the, on the one hand it's hard to if you're making a three-hour movie uh but like I, I i found myself about like halfway through it thinking sh show me the riddler Please, I want nothing but two and a half minutes of footage of Paul Dano as the Riddler. Which, like, there's, there's a lot this movie has going for it. Mm -hmm. But... That's they, your most anticipated thing? By a wide margin. Not Colin Farrell as the Penguin? No. He would be... Third? Yeah. Uh, I underestimate... I overestimate how much you like Colin Farrell. No, I don't think so. Uh, I think you're, you're underestimating how much I like Paul Dano. Sure. That's, uh, that's true. And I guess Pattinson too, uh, but I like I'm I'm very excited for Farrell. I just I expect him to be like a very tertiary part of this movie. Uh, like, and then he'll get he'll get his he's getting a show right. Mm -hmm. uh, Who so is the Penguin? I think so. Yeah, like so he'll he'll get his show, and I'll be really excited for that. I also don't think he's in this very much. That's what I'm saying. Like I, I think I think we get a lot of Penguin in this trailer. Because he's an expendable part of the movie. Mm -hmm. uh, and we don't get a lot of the Riddler because there's a lot of meat there that they're saving. Which is great. And I, I really appreciate that even if my fucking lizard brain has been trained just be like, show it to me now. This is the trailer. Why haven't I seen all the cool Riddler shit? Because it's going to be in the movie. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Great. Love it. I think that looks... Awesome. I watched that twice. I think the visuals are great. I think Pattinson looks incredible in that suit. I like that it's a slimmer Batman. He just he's not he's not filled out in right. the costume's not huge, which I like a lot. I think Zoe Kravitz looks great as Catwoman, um, and I I just, the cinematography looks gorgeous. That him you know leading the cops with that flare, the all the sunset silhouettes and that ending shot of like the penguin going I got you. By the way, Colin Farrell. Oh, yeah. oh, that voice is incredible, yeah. and like I'm watching that going. He thinks he killed. That's a that's a crazy thing to have to act. Just be like, so in this scene, you think you've killed Batman? Yeah, <laughs> and it's just like, oh, so like I did it. Like it's over now. Uh, and I think he nails that surprise and shit. And then when that car flies out, and just that ending of the upside down Batman walking with the fly oh, it's gonna yeah. be so fucking good. <laughs> I cannot wait. I love the use of um, something in the way. But not going full trailer mode with it by having it be like the whole part of that. Like we'll just yeah. do a real strip down. Just little hints of it here and there. I think it's awesome. Do you know that song just like as a song? It's Nirvana. Is it? Oh my god! Hang on. I I I did not. Are you thinking of something in the way you move? Is that no? The... That's that's what I thought you were singing last week. Oh no. I. And so no, I just did not place that I opened Spotify and it's, it, it, the song that's on here is Venom um, yes. from when we did that wonderful yes uh, the Batman I cannot wait what do you think it's opening to on opening weekend oh alright this is this is impossible uh, obviously uh, March 2022 is both uh, five years from now but also might be next week <laughs> uh, who's to say what the world will be like then but I am going to be overly optimistic here, uh, and I'll give a, I'll give a little spoiler as to my thought process. I'm definitely going over a hundred. Okay. And how, how far over a hundred is reasonable given the constraints of society at large? Uh, so I, I guess in that sense I'll go conservative and just stop at 120. 120 million dollars. 120 million dollars. Which, like, we could get to March and that could be laughably preposterous. 
or maybe it looks a little low. I don't know. Like what? <laughs> let me ask. Let me ask you this: In a normal world, yeah, uh, if this movie was coming out, what off the top of your head is the upper limits of this movie? Yeah, hundred eighty. Okay, cool. All right, Batman v Superman opened to one sixty. And The Dark Knight opened to 150. And... No. Yeah, 150 something. And The Dark Knight rises open to like 160. And so I think that with everything inflating and opening bigger, if this can hit, that's probably how high it's going to go. And I think that... I think that if it opens to 100, we shouldn't all freak out. All right, good. We'll then see. I, I feel I feel good we'll about see. my. I'd love to then. know how. I wonder if they have the budget. I can't imagine they do, but I'd love to know how much money they put in that movie. Two hundred and thirty million. That is my would guess. be. That can't be true. This <laughs> says okay. There is a source. Let me just see if I can open this uh, source here. From Wikipedia, and I can't. It's just Variety from May twenty two thousand one. It says a hundred million dollars. I don't buy that for a fucking second. No, no way. There's no chance. Okay. If 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 that's true, whoever greenlit that decision should be made emperor of movies whoever, for five years. I think whoever was able to do that, and I think Matt Reeves to ha- to budget that out and uh-huh. make that, he should. Be the president. Maybe. I Give him the budget of the country. My, That's wild. My take is generally that you should kind of be able to do whatever you want for like $150 million. I uh, it just no, no, one's, no one's been forced into those constraints very much Not anymore. yet. Uh, so, yeah, if, so, if, there, if there was an exact that's like we're making a fucking standalone Batman, we're, we're separate... From the Justice League thing, and we're trying to recapture what we had going with Nolan. We're going again. A hundred millions, what you get? Like, good for you, sir. Yeah. Or madam. Uh, recommend a movie for the folks. I all right, Dune, please. Sure. Like, I don't. I'll second it. I don't know if I'll like it. I don't know if it's any good, but it's yeah. it's for the big screen, so do I, that. I just I don't I don't know that I remember the last time I was so invested. In a movie's success, like I'll be, I will be personally a, a little upset. Which, like, I don't, I don't, I don't usually like personally care how a movie does at the box office, whether or not like it's interesting to me. Like, it's, I don't, I don't like get sad mm-hmm. usually, but I'll, be, I'll be a little upset if Dune like really underperforms. Wow. And I so let's not do that. Everyone go see it. Um, also, that, I hope it's really good. That will be next week. We also have our finale of Flick or Treat. So for all the final rankings of what you should watch this Halloween season, tune in next week. Mod Oats will be back in the chair. Fuck yeah. Um, and yeah, Dune. Let's see what happens. This is this is the big test for the rest of Warner Brothers' year. I mean, yeah. this is going to tell us about the Matrix and everything else, so we'll see. That's next week. This has been What's in the... Oh, plug us up. You can find us at whatsintheboxoffice.com. We are on Twitter Podcast at whitboxoffice. <laughs> that is also our Instagram handle. I'm on Twitter at Noah Drugi. I'm at Brian DeServer, D-S-U-R-B-E-R. Of course, the feed for, for our podcast can be found anywhere podcasts are found. We are on Stitcher. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Spotify. You may have heard of it. You may have heard of us. You're listening to this. You're hearing me speak. So you have heard of us. This this tangent has gone in a strange direction. And I don't know how to bring it back. So I'm just going to pass it over to my co-host, Brian. How are you? This has been What's in the Box Office. I've been your host, Brian. I've been your host, Noah. We'll see you next week. And until then, if you feel safe, go see a movie.